Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 245 for the week of November 10th, 2012. I'm Chris Privetier, your host, and guiding you to this new era where American politics are exactly the same as they were last week. But hey, now I don't need to watch political ads anymore. Joining me in this new era is Michael Tidwell. Yeah, it'd be me. Emmanuel Marino. Not a farmer in Los Angeles. Not a farmer. <laughs> <laughs> no one can understand that at all. I love it. Oh, that's great. <clears throat> Thankful for the respite from politics, but really not caring about the results are Anna Marie Neufeld. Uh, yeah. <laughs> John Yearworth. Reporting live from Pinko Commie Land. <laughs> and Alex Fuller. Yay. Now, I don't want to get too deep into politics, but to the to the two guys in Britain, did you guys see the awesome tweet that came out of this 18-year-old on Twitter? She's deleted her account. But it was like, I'm moving to Australia because the president there is Christian and he keeps his word. You know, yeah, except, of course, the president yep. of Australia is a woman. Who's also a prime minister living yeah, with her boyfriend and had an abortion when she was younger. Yeah, and she supports gay marriage. Oh, and of course, they have stricter gun laws than the U.S. and mandatory health care. I don't know but that this person been, well, cared about like, the gun laws. It's like but... people saying, I'm going to move to Canada. Yeah, move, move to the country with socialized health care. <laughs> Broken socialized health care, too. Whatever. Maybe these really like the beaches in Australia. You would consider so, that. Much for the, <clears throat> so much for the escape of politics. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, we've got that out of us. Just the Commonwealth people enjoy the joke more because we're actually familiar with the other Commonwealth leaders, but... Now we, we can go into the now playing. I like being an American where I'm ignorant of all world leaders, except That's the right. ones that are our enemies. <laughs> right. So would you vote for Jean Poutine in the next election, Chris? I would totally vote for Poutine at any time. <laughs> <laughs> Always right. up for more Poutine. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Let's jump into what we've been playing. <laughs> Apparently bad political puns is what we've been playing yeah no kidding so i'm gonna lead us off because mine are the least interesting so yes continuing through wow grinding to level 90 nothing interesting going on there except the expansion's really (laughs) good and the story rating's really good and the questing's really good but you all knew that already so nothing exciting there i've also been playing the most hotly anticipated game of the of the past year that's right it's peter malinu's latest title curiosity Also known as Block Smasher 2000, <laughs> um, Time Waster 24. So penis Drawing 4000. Penis Drawing 4000 is another, another yeah. So uh, Curiosity is out. It's Peter Molyneux's game where you, you chip away at the layers of a box to find what's in the center of the box, and only one person will see what's in the center of the box, and it's going to change their life. It's a video. We, we know that. It's a video, and they'll have the link, and they can choose to tweet it out or keep it to themselves or whatever. And uh, that's all we know. Things that were surprising, uh, no pay, n- no money, no way of putting money into the game. So all the stuff about buying bigger pickaxes and stuff that we knew was coming with this box-breaking game, it's all with in-game currency. So that was a little surprising. Um, other than that, you, you spend a long time breaking blocks by tapping on them a lot. or And then when you get a lot of coins for breaking the blocks, you can buy things that help you break blocks more. And what people started doing on the first day is drawing graffiti on the layers of the blocks by chipping away blocks in a certain design. And so there's a lot of penises on the blocks. And then everyone just started demolishing all the graffiti. And I think we're on the second or third layer now. And uh, that's it. Curiosity. No questions? What a shot. How many blocks have you done then? (laughs) 
Dude, I don't even know. I, you have to pay 100 coins every time you want to see the stats. That's not much, but... Let me bring it up here. Da-da-da-da-da. Curiosity. It takes forever to load, and the servers have been really strained. Oh, you can hear the music. It's got this nice soothing music and, and sound effects, so they did a good job with making it nice and ambient when you're playing it. Okay, let's see. Uh, see, that's the sound of bro blocks breaking. A lot. <laughs> let's check my stats. See, that's the thing. I've been breaking lots of blocks, and it's not giving me credit for them. Because there's so many people on servers breaking the same blocks, it doesn't know who to credit them to. So it gives it to ah, no one. Hooray! Okay. <clears throat> this is stupid. I don't even care how many blocks I broke. Okay, just Let's just say 7,000. Yeah, yeah, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Peter Molyneux. But you haven't solved any puzzles, so you don't win. No, I don't. Well, there's no puzzles. Yeah, well, whatever. You didn't, get to the, you didn't get to the nougat center, so... I did not get to the... How many, how many bricks does it take to get to the center of a Peter Molyneux cube? There you go. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We'll never find out. All right. Just like the owls. Why don't you tell us what you've been playing, Michael? Well, I've been playing a big bunch of one game. So okay. I went back to Etrian Odyssey 3. Um, I would finish, I guess I was about halfway through the game, but it had been about a year, so I decided to start over. And I've gotten back to where I was. Um, so now I have to choose everyone's sub jobs. I always forget why... I wanted to make this decision in the first place because <laughs> it's a one-time decision. You make it, and the only time you change it is when you recreate the character. So, mm. yeah, um, I'm kind of – I get to this point now, I think. And I think that's what happened last time is I started thinking about sub-jobs and combinations of stuff, and I never went back to it. So this time I'm going to work my way through it even if I make wrong decisions because I'll just kill you guys and start over. It won't be a big deal. Okay. What I like about this game is they're not afraid to kill you. You know, I'm tired of easy games. Easy games, you're like, well, you you can always find the boss and you can always save early and everything. It's like, no, you got to walk through the four floors. Yeah, there's shortcuts and things like that. But you still got to walk through the four floors, kill the boss all in one try. And if you don't do it, just start over. No save, no nothing. So it's a real challenge, and uh, that's why I stick with it. Okay. So, that's, all <laughs> that's it. There's nothing that distinguishes. So when did EO3 come out? Oh, goodness, like 2009, I think. Okay, so... Maybe you've, 2010. You've it's sat been, on this for a while. while. Well, I played it, like I said, I played it once, and then I got <clears throat> stuck with it. And like I said, I think I got to about now, where I was like, well, I don't really know if I like the sub-jobs that I picked. And I just kind of... I wasn't able to progress, because I don't think I made a strong enough choice. And so now I'm being a little more careful with that. Um, but I'm also not using any guides. So I've noticed that I'm a lot higher level than I was last time. Because last time I was like, well, I need to get this quest, so I walk to this spot, and then I leave, and there's no exploration. And it was like checklist. It was like, uh, do this quest, walk here, do this test, walk here. This time it was like, I don't know where this quest is. I know it's on the floor, so I'll just wander the entire floor. And you get so much XP just wandering around that um, I'm like five to six levels higher than I was last time. Hmm. So I think... I've I ruined the game before by just rushing through it and everything. So 
I highly recommend like going back to your roots. You know, when you were first playing RPGs, it wasn't like you just opened the guide and started reading. You know, they weren't really big, expensive, um, not expensive. Uh, well, I mean, back then, I didn't know how to read, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stories were kind of hard on you. They still are. But anyway, so, you know, I remember the times I was like, I was stuck in the game. I had to wait until the next day where I could ask some of my friends, hey, what did you do here? I don't remember, you know. I think the uh, the Magic Tower in Final Fantasy three slash six, you know, was one of those. I went to the top and I died. What the hell? You know? Yeah. <laughs> what, what did I do wrong? And they're like, oh, you have to use life three. And you're like, oh, I totally didn't even think of that, you know. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like you just went on the Internet and said, oh, I should have just do this before you even started. You know, no, I went on the Internet this. afterwards. Yeah, the Internet didn't exist when I was playing this game. Final so. Fantasy three. Six. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, no, the internet was around. I, I remember oh. using it. Yeah. Because really? people had fan sites. It's, Illusia was around, remember? Uh, am I thinking... Yeah, Final Fantasy IV you might not have had. No, 94? No, 94 I had just gotten on the internet and all I had was IRC chat, so... Oh. Um, I was just out of high school. I'm so old. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, because I would have... No, barely been on the internet. Yeah, there was the sites, but it wasn't like... You know, there wasn't game facts. There wasn't the boards. There wasn't. I don't know. It's a lot harder. I do remember printing out the entire fact for Final Fantasy VI at one point, and it, like the computer lab person did not like that at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I just think people need to not learn yeah, everything about the game. It's refreshing to know that I wasn't the only person who did that, though. Yes. Yes, she gave me a really dirty look, and I was like, uh, it's research. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, really? I'm like, yeah, I didn't know quite it was that many pieces of paper, but yeah, it's research, sure. Uh huh. What did you print out of the FAQ? Yeah, uh, Final oh. Fantasy VI, because I was okay. trying to find all the missing stuff. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Not in, not in a public computer lab, it's not. I remember actually using the Nintendo Power for something for Final Fantasy VI. They actually had useful tips in there at that point oh back in the day mm-hmm. yeah, Nintendo still. Power actually published like a full Final Fantasy 3 guide yeah I, well, of course but I'm, I sold was... it last year for something like 60 bucks wow <laughs> I think it's scary I don't know what that means <laughs> it scared the sneezes <laughs> out of her <laughs> okay uh, Alex what you been playing I have been playing Ragnarok Tactics. Ooh, that's the Axis so title. Code for that. Um, is that the Axis? Yeah, it's yes. Axis. Yeah. I have I it too, but... between them and Exceed. Well, here it is. So. <laughs> I was having a little bit of issue with my PSP, so yeah. I haven't yet to actually start it. Yes, I've got about sort of five, six hours into that. So what do you think? Uh, it's decent. It hasn't done anything spectacular yet. I'm actually using... I've got a sort of staff review blog on, on the forums. Okay, so... Track me playing through it there. But. I watched the trailer, right? And they're even trying to do the shrink down. This is a PSP game, don't forget. You know, low resolution. Is it still looking kind of pixelated when you play it? Um, Kind of, but I don't really have any issue with that. What I mean, system are you playing it on, Alex? I'm playing it on my PSP because okay. I can't be bothered to faff around with memory cards. Ah, uh, right, right. <laughs> What? Um, but uh, it's the way you have to. Uh, the way in order to get foreign <coughs> PSN accounts working on the Vita is a bit of a. Oh pain. right, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it doesn't... The looks aren't sort of affecting it badly in any way. Um, the only issue is that the UI isn't particularly snappy. And you sort of a lot of waiting for animations and stuff, and there's no sort of way to speed them up. So it's probably the most annoying thing about it at the moment. Okay, so, uh, well, yeah, how does this play? Like, is it like Final Fantasy Tactics? It, it feel different? Is it, it like a Disgaea? Yeah, it's one of the sort of very straightforward ones, so a bit like bit like Tactics Overgo, but even more straightforward than that. Oh. I didn't think Tactics Overgo was that straightforward. But... Uh, well, the basics. Oh, okay. It's, it's, yeah. So it's the basic sort of there's a grid so you so move people on the grid move choose attack change facing yeah pretty yeah. much that okay and then uh, get levels change jobs or stuff uh, with single you get, job t- you get two sets of levels you sort of get a base level and a job level okay and the, the, both of them sort of affect attributes but sort of the base levels now can a you bigger set can you change your job or no you can change the job, but it goes straight back to job level one. Which Do you retain anything it. from your old job levels? Is there a reason to max them all out? Uh, I haven't seen sort of any reason to max them out. There is a bonus somewhere, but I haven't sort of got to a stage where I can find out what that is. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, the skill, skills are sort of very linear, so you learn mm. one skill at this level. But you can sort of spend points upgrading skills every... Uh, I think it's three levels. Is there a way to, like, I mean, this is kind of my big thing right now. Is there a way to, like, undo or something? Like, I didn't actually want that skill. Uh, you well, just, you, you sort of get given the skill, so okay. there's, no, there's no sort of choice in that thing. Uh, but there, as far as I'm aware, there isn't a way to sort of, if you sort of spend a point upgrading mm-hmm. sort of a skill, then there's no sort of way to go back, but it's not really, at this stage, it's not really needed at any point. Okay. Which is very unlikely to make a mistake. <laughs> cool. But yeah, I've sort of got a staff of viewbox so if anyone has any questions, sort of yeah, replies to that. Yeah, you can find that on our message boards at board.rpgamer.com under, uh, oh, where we put that? Uh, staff of viewbox, I think. Oh, it's yeah. Its own section. <laughs> yes, it's, own section it, it? it's been a while since we've used them, so. Yeah. Yeah, I think I might people. have been the last one to use it. That's <laughs> that a while ago. <laughs> nice. Now, that's not all you've been playing, right? No, I've also been sort of continuing Final Fantasy XIII too. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. How far? So, uh, I think I'm most of the way through it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Also, if I say anything, I'd be spoiling it for... Sure. <coughs> yeah, I was just thinking more like an hour count or something. Uh, I think I'm about 30 hours. Okay. I'm still ticked that I <clears throat> uh, got that game when it was brand new. I've probably played 10 hours, and now you can get it for like 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did that. I bought the big Xbox-sized box. <laughs> oh, jeez. Complete with, complete with T-shirts and, <clears throat> and stuff. Oh. I started playing it last month. <laughs> yeah, the the cool thing that we didn't even get, we just got, you know. Our, yeah. to be hey, fa- our to be collector's fa- edition wasn't bad. Yeah. We got, we got the full soundtrack except for one song in there. I was, I yeah. was going to say, to be fair, the, the t-shirt with that edition is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, I do like the t-shirt. Yeah, I'd rather have a t-shirt than a soundtrack. Uh, and I would... I don't need another gaming t-shirt that I won't wear. Oh, I, 
I totally need gaming t-shirts because it's all I wear. Yeah, I actually like <laughs> not true. Oh, that's true. I have dragons. Yes, exactly. All right. Now, here's what I want to hear. Alex and Quinn, football manager 2013. How awesome is it? Uh, I think I think it was Kotaku, actually, that described it as both the best and worst sports management game of the year. <laughs> we, we are British, so we are sort of required by jeans to like it. Yep. But I, it basically, the general deal is, um, like... The game is probably one of the best, better iterations that they've done in this. I think the series has been running since like 1991 in, a ver- in various forms or another. Uh, but the, the, the actual three-dimensional match engine is a little on the buggy side. I wouldn't be able to, uh, I wouldn't be able to give you exact complaints because I don't know enough football, but uh, David assures me that the match engine is buggy as hell. Okay. Yeah, they usually sort of have a few kinks to work out. I was going to say mostly the most of the complaints I've heard is that the uh, the the defending is terrible. He says basically that every Premiership team plays like Arsenal. So okay. it's like normal. <laughs> yeah, I think that sounds accurate for this season, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. They basically can't. can't your defenders can't hold onto a ball for crap. Doesn't matter how good your defenders are; they're just all terrible. Which apparently yeah. accurately sums up how Arsenal are doing in the Premier Division at the moment. <laughs> well, they, always, they always have sort of fun arguments that say they have the super keeper bug where the keeper has sort of a blind performance and saves 20 shots. And then you have sort of a result like what happens in real life. And the developers gleefully point it out and keep calling real life a bug. <laughs> ah, yes, the old reality is unrealistic. Yeah. I mean, I can understand it being a hard game to balance. I mean, even just, I think even with the, just the English league, running with just the English leagues, there's something like sixteen to 18,000 players or something. Oh, yeah, the database size gets ridiculous. Yeah, I think, I think my, What's your database size? Uh, um, I think I usually stick it on medium, but I try and play as many countries as possible. Lord. It gets entertaining. I, it must take ages every time you try and pass time in that for the game to randomly calculate its way through like 140 countries worth of football. Yeah, sort of. I usually play it when I'm doing sort of something else at the same time, so I'm sort of click a bit on that, oh, sort of then right, do yeah. something else, and then it's good for doing that. Yeah, so actually, my I, save I, files get my save files get ridiculous sizes. I think I had a 500 megabyte save file at some point last year. Nice. Do they do just the uh, European, or they also do like MLS, or? Yeah, it's, no, it's yeah, got MLS. MLS. It's got MLS. Right. It's also got an, it's also got an editor, so you can sort of create your own league systems as well. Like for example, I know. Oh, for, oh nice. Like, the um, uh, the the one major one that's not re- represented actually is the Japanese league because I think the rights to it are held uh, by Konami. Konami has it, yeah, because they've got it for winning eleven. Oh, so I see. Two rights to that. Yeah. You can play in the you can play teams in the Korean leagues. Uh-huh. You can't play any of the Japanese ones or the Japanese national team because their rights are held by another. another. Uh, David is currently set up so that he's managing both uh, Arsenal, the British club, but he's also managing the Canadian national team. Oh, cool! Who have just there qualified? Some, yeah, there are some settings you can sort of tweak to sort of enable Japan. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you can make your own team, you could just make the Japanese national team, right? Yeah, Yeah, you pretty much can. Yeah. Except, you you know, you basically have to do it manually. That's the thing. 
So when you're playing right. national teams, do you get men and women then, or? Uh, just the just, men. Just the men? Okay. Because, you know, here in the U.S., <clears throat> our women's team is apparently much better than our men's team. <laughs> wow. Well, in, in, in David Safar, he has just managed to get Canada to qualify for the 2014 World Cup. Nice. What? Exactly. It's fantasy. Live on. Pause. It's okay. Man, soccer cast. <clears throat> so, it, can I ask you guys a question that hasn't been addressed? Is this game is. fun? I think it's fun. Okay. Yeah. Because it... I, I'm just seeing a lot of stat menus and a game that you don't really control in the website here. Don't you like yeah. baseball or something? Okay. Don't I like baseball or something? What? Yeah, I mean, you, you talk about games that are slow to play and everything, but they're still fun to play or, and watch and stuff. I don't know. I don't see why this game wouldn't be fun. No, I, I'm trying to figure out what you do <clears> that's <throat> fun, that's all. Well, You're I think building the, the... teams. Okay, so it's a sim, really. Yeah, and it really yeah. doesn't matter much. Well, I could always ask from someone who likes football a lot more. Yeah. Hey, David, why do you find Football Manager 2013 fun? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the definitive opinion on Football Manager 2013. <laughs> right. Oh, I was actually just... also saying something in the chat. So the irony is, Master Chief, is uh, FIFA, the, like, the series, have their own manager series, but they suck. Oh. I think that's good. on the way now. It's, it's dying. No, I think I think there is still a FIFA Manager 13. I've seen. Uh, it still exists. But I wow. think I think that may have killed the series. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Now Madden stopped putting out their separate Football Manager game, right, Michael? Like their American so, yeah. football. They just built it yeah. into Madden itself now. I think. It's part yeah. of Madden Prime. Okay. Yeah, something like that. I, I actually remember a comment about, uh, I think it was on one of the, when the Kotaku article was reporting on the bugs, I think there was one guy who basically said, God, I wish we had a, a game with the kind of tactical depth of Football Manager, but for the American Football Leagues. Mm, okay. So we need Sega making American football games, which that ain't going to happen. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's pretty much strangleholded by EA at the moment. Uh huh. Very much so. They did make uh, NHL version. Doesn't the show have a manager version too? Uh, I don't know. I haven't played MLB the show. So. Oh, I did like in 10, and I thought they did. <clears throat> you could play your own character. You could just play manage a season kind of thing. Okay. <laughs> so, right. those, those style of games are out there. I never did. I always ended up being some double-A chump who couldn't actually do anything because in the show, if you play outfield, you only get three plays a game, and you don't get points, and he's like, what? your manager's like, why do you suck? And I'm like, I don't know, I think your expectation's a little high for a guy who gets three actions a game. <laughs> They're like, here's your goal, like, do ten things in a game. I'm like, in left field? Good luck. <laughs> hey, can I play second base? Manager says no. And I'm like, okay. Ten things a game, I'll let you know when I get there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so instead of being sportscast, let's uh let's move on to some RPGs. J- John, it looks like you played two games that you played last week, but then I see actually everything else you played last week, didn't you? Huh? It looks well, like Dust actually... Force and Zone of the Enders you played last week. And... Yeah, I did. Although Zone of the Enders, I will say I have I did finish the first game. I didn't stream the rest of it because I was wasn't feeling well last week and didn't really feel like streaming much. Sure. Um the first game obviously does not last very long because technically the game was really just a proof of concept and a delivery of device for the Metal Gear Solid 2 demo. 
Uh, I have moved on to the second game, which I do consider better in almost every way. Uh, but the they, there are still some interesting frames per second issues in a couple of places. So buy the Xbox version is still the recommendation. Uh, no, 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 no. I mean, I think that, that, that there is someone who's done an analysis. And if you want to buy the game with the, the version with the superior frames per second version, buy the PS2 version. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> The HD version looks better, but I think the PS2 one has a better frame, overall frame rate hmm. at times. I think it's the dust effects, personally. It's, it's dusty on Mars. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. And it, I think it kills both the PS3 and the 360 to render that crap in HD. All right, so I want to hear about one thing. Final Fantasy eleven is... Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen rather, the normal, like, non-reborn version of it is shutting down this weekend, right? Yep. Uh, the way they're doing it is um, they made a final save of their database about a week ago. I think it was done on the 31st of October. And that's the data that will be carried forward into... No, no, no. They, they told us November 11th. Well, they've, they've said that they've already done the final save of data and anything that... Yeah, the, sa- the last save of data was October 31st. Yeah, I remember yep. that as well. Uh, basically, um, every patch that... Uh, after they announced Realm Reborn, every patch that they've put out has caused a, um, a basically the, the skyline has changed rather drastically, changing from a uh, like a red star appearing ominously in the sky to some serious Majora's Mask shit going on. Like if you log into the game now, uh, all of the overworld and battle music has been replaced with a, this extremely ominous remix of the game's main theme. And there's this gigantic red spiky moon in the sky, like the like it hovers over the land in Majora's Mask. If you've played that, and if you have an account, you can log in for free right now, right? Yep. Um, and basically, I just logged in, looked at the moon, and it's like, ah, damn, that that that's that's going to cause some some damage. <laughs> okay. And I got to log back out again. That <laughs> you log back out. I've heard that after the final save, uh, final save was done, it was possible if you checked your um, uh. Uh, storage chest inside your private residence that they added in one of the other patches. Uh, there was a chance that you could basically just find a legendary weapon just kind of sitting in there. Oh, nice! So while the game wasn't, you know, while the game isn't going to be saved again and that won't carry forward, they were nice enough to give, basically give you a, a kind of extremely powerful legendary weapon for the last two weeks. Awesome. I haven't found one though because I, I don't think I was max level. I did find some of the max level stuff and it kicked my ass. They were randomly spawning in some of the low-level areas. But I think that's to do with the fact that it's kind of, you know, the end of the world. End of the world. And then we'll come back next week or whenever they're launching. When are they launching? The 11th? Yeah, I think it's a little while late because they've still okay. got to do most of the open beta tests. Yeah, so they so said 11th seems... and changed it quite some time ago. <clears throat> seems okay. to be alpha in Japan, and so they have nothing going on in the U.S. yet. There were, and they Well, when Distant Worlds came to London... Uh, week before last um they handed out beta invites for the realm reborn beta oh if you went basically i thought that beta was already running no No, the alpha is running the alpha is running in japan they're not even too beta so they're just shutting down the game now and then that's it and it's gonna go offline for a bit yep i think that's how it's going a little bit of nap time there we don't even have a date wow they've changed the website a lot yeah, they were maintaining the 11th for a long time. They have since changed their tune. 
Um, upcoming schedule of operation. I mean, the, uh, the, uh, the, the login screen, like the one you put your password in, whatever, does have a rather ominous ticking countdown, which I think was 32 hours when I logged in yesterday. I think the moon is set to hit, like, uh, I think it's tomorrow at midnight American time or something, or midnight yeah, Japanese. M- midnight Pacific. Yeah. I'll have to log in to watch that. Yeah, what Which is going to be a big explosion, and then, well, you're not going to find out until Realm Reborn comes out. It'll probably just shut off. I doubt it'll be even be an explosion, right? I hope they might have programmed. They might have oh. programmed that in. Program an explosion to use once ever. Period. Well, yeah, you're just going to have to explode and things go to white. It's not that hard. All right. So, Final yeah. Fantasy 14 will be shut down at midnight Pacific time, and then at 2 a.m., a letter from the producer, Part Four, will go live. And I assume we'll learn a lot more then. Yeah, probably. Hmm. Maybe Alex can keep us up to date. Not Severin. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. What? Wow. I don't know who Alex is, but okay. He's the guy know. who keeps writing in mad because we're wrong about 14 Oh, right. Stuff. We have a letter from him, but we're going to get into that in a second. First off, Anna, tell us about Persona 4 Gold. It's awesome. So hang on, hang on, because I got to do this, because this is going to be a whole lot of spoilers. Oh, thanks. You know, the game hasn't come out here yet. Persona 4 has. So we're not spoiling. We're not spoiling stuff. Um, Then I have absolutely nothing to talk about, because everything is new stuff. Oh. Then then we don't talk about it. You cannot spoil a game before it comes out. Uh, Yeah, I can. There's no embargo on any of this information. No, no, I'm just talking, I'm not talking, I don't think, uh, Mikkel, Mikkel, what, what sort of things are you talking about spoiling, Anna? I can't answer that without spoiling something. I think we have different definitions of spoilers going on here. What are you talking about? There is, like, a massive list of new stuff. Yeah, new features and new relationships being added aren't spoilers. Can well, I carry on, then? I don't know. I, when you preface we it like that, know. you scare everybody. Yeah, I know. It's like, hold on. <laughs> hold on. I'm going to spoil everything. What? 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 No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're instantly going, uh, no. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's some new characters and stuff, and I think you should talk about that fact that they added new characters and new features, but you shouldn't say what any of the story beats are. That would oh, be the no, safe way no, to do no. It. I'm not going to talk about any of the new story okay. stuff. In fact, I'm not oh, even going to get that deep into the new... Um, yeah. To oh. new things, but here's really cool. And let's see if I can hold this up to my, let's see if I can hold this up to my microphone and get a really good shot of it. Can you guys hear that? Yeah. Yeah, I can hear that. Yep. There's you set up a car siren. Yeah. So I set an off alarm, and this is really one of the really really cool new things that you can do in the game. Is you can actually send out an SOS anytime you're in the dungeon. And it doesn't work really well right now because there's not enough people playing. But um, anyone who sends out an SOS can both receive and answer an SOS. And the system automatically pairs everybody up to do it. So it doesn't matter if you're the same level. If you're in the same dungeon, you just get paired up and someone will come in and help you. And like I said, it doesn't work really well right now just because there's not enough people playing. They have to be on and connected to the PlayStation Network while they're doing this. So um, the other cool thing... Um, again, with the PlayStation Network, is there's something called voice. And anytime you have um, a spare period of time, 
you can click on the voice bubble and it will tell you what other people did at that same time. So, for example, one time I pulled it up and it was like 90% of the bubbles was like into the TV. And then there was like two down at the bottom that was like studied in the library. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So it was like everybody went into the TV except this one guy. And it's cool because um, one of the things that they added is there's now um, an evening period that's been completely expanded. Because before you basically had to stay in the house and you could work on the dojima, the, the two dojima relationships, or you could go upstairs and study. Right. And you said there was reading in Persona 4 before. Yeah. I don't remember that. But um, there definitely is in this one. You can buy books and it's a wholly expanded UI for it and new benefits as well. Yeah, they keep track of what chapter you're on in each of the books now, which before yes. you had to just keep track in your head. Right. So that's very cool. Um, so at night, you can actually sneak out of the house if your uncle isn't home. And when you do that, you can go into the shopping district or down to the um, um, floodplains, and you can fish or you can um, work on a social link. You'll never gain a new level because it's at night. But if you have one that it's like you talk to Yosuke and it's like your relationship isn't ready to expand yet, you can go into town in the evening and spend some time with him, and then it will, ex and then it will actually go up a level the next time you do something during the day. It's nice. Yeah. So, um, there's two new social links. Um, one is in the Velvet Room, and I'm not going to talk about it because it's cool. And the other one is um, the dopey detective Adachi is actually now a social link. And I'm not going to get into which social link he is because that is a big spoiler. Um, I find that developing the new Velvet Room link is really easy. Developing Adachi has been super hard because he's only available a couple times a week. And he's only available when there's nobody missing. Nice. So basically only get like a 10 or a 12 day period every month where he might be available a couple days a week. So beyond that, um, I have a scooter. We got Yay! scooters. I have a scooter. I have All a scooter right. license and my uncle gave me a scooter and I got to ride around on it. Wait, and raised it up by courage. Wait, wait, what? So this is another task you can do for mm -hmm. stat boost. Okay. And it opens up new areas. Oh, yeah, so there's two new areas that I found so far. One is like a shopping district, and the other one is a beach. And the shopping district leads into yet another change. Everybody now has an additional um, armor slot for costumes. So you can wear whatever type of clothing that you want, and that's what shows up instead of your armor. Or your typical whatever you would wear for that season. And one of the um, stores in the shopping mall is a clothing store. So you can actually put on different outfits and stuff. So I actually have um, Kanji dressed up as Bond at the moment. He has like a 007 tuxedo. Nice. Um, beyond that, um, obviously there's trophies because it's a PSN game. Trophies, yo. Trophies! Um, there's the theater mode that they talked about a bunch at E3. And I've actually unlocked, I think, five different theater options. So that's cool. And the biggest change is shuffle time. And I'm not going to get into it because I don't think I would explain it well. But shuffle time is so cool now. Wait, shuffle time? Wait, what's shuffle is, time? Shuffle time is the bonus that you get sometimes at the end of a fight. Oh, wait. 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You get to pick a card and you get a bonus. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, it's completely expanded. It's a totally new minigame. I really, really like it because it gives you so many more options about things you want to do. I got a video playing on the stream now. (laughs) Of it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also party combos that I know nothing about other than every once in a while after I do an all out attack, Chie and. What's the girl with the black hair? Why can I never remember her name? Yukiko. Yeah. Yes, Chie and Yukiko get together and they're like, ready? I'm ready. And this big dragon whips out of the two of them and creams everything on the field. Nice. I have no idea what triggers that. I have no idea how to predict it or who else pairs up. But that's the one that I've seen for sure. So at the moment, I am at June 29th. Um, I'm in Reset's dungeon, um, and I'm absolutely loving it. Cool. So, um, who knew a Persona Four remake for the portable system is a good thing? Oh, it's like so- every other Persona remake. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. I was gonna say yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so and spoilers. Not really spoilers. Gee, that Anna. was far less scary than she was. I know, make right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you everything. I'm going to spoil everything. Like she doesn't Except even finish the game. Like the only one here. Well, I guess who else finished Persona Four? Alex, you have. Yeah, I have. And John, of you. Sorry, I was muted. I've okay. never played it. No, never played it. <laughs> Manny, you you don't do the Persona games, right? What do you mean? I, is the SMT series the only Japanese game I play at this point? Oh, I didn't, the only... I didn't think. Okay, so you finished Persona three and four then? No, I did three. Four has been in my backlog forever. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I actually didn't get a chance to finish four. Um, I was playing it, and I got to July, and something got in the road, and I stopped playing it. Uh, so, oh, and there's a new battle song. Yes. For like. Yes, I keep on telling myself four, so, but you know. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, so you know what the problem is, though? It's just like you keep on saying to yourself, oh, do I want to start the 100-hour RPG or should I do like a quick one real first? <laughs> and then you keep on doing a bunch of quick ones before the 100-hour RPG. Yeah. No, I can understand that. I didn't it only took me 90. There was <laughs> oh, only 90. Oh, only 90. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, I didn't realize it was a new song at first. And then all of a sudden, Chris looks over at me from the desk and he's giving me this like intently staring look. I'm like, what? He comes over and hits the volume up button on the on the Vita up until the until it's at the very top. And he's like, is that a new song? That's a new song. Yes. All right. Cool. <laughs> so, Anna, would you recommend someone who's never played it just to skip right to the Vita version? Um. Absolutely. If you have an op, if you have the option, go for it. Well, unless you like playing on your TV, but yeah, there's no TV version. out on a Vita, right? Right. Yeah. We're waiting for the Vita 2000 for that. <laughs> I wonder how they do that. Oh, and they've also reordered and re-leveled some of the personas based off of um, Devil Survivor One and Two. Ah, okay. So Orbos, like the the horse guy, he's like level eight now. Mm. He used to be like thirties or forties. They reordered them between Persona Three and Persona Four as well. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's common. Yep. So shuffle all that up just to. It's an easy way to make a lot of the game feel more different than it really is. Yep. All right. Uh, let's move on to our feedback. Thank you, Anna, and thank you, uh, Atlas, for getting us some uh, advanced access to that. 
Um, Alex Barker writes in and says, yet another Final Fantasy XIV story butchered. Please stop talking about Final Fantasy XIV. I came here for RPG news, and because I'm a 14 player, I know when you are spreading misinformation. I need to be able to trust all the other topics you cover as I listen to widen my knowledge of RPGs from around the world. How can I trust the things you cover? Do I really have to fact check everything you say? By the way, it's got a date for when it's going to be... This is, he's quoting us. It's got a date for when it's going to be reborn, the 11th. And, quote, is how it's going to show up when it relaunches on the 11th. Are you serious here? OMG! Thank you. P.S. Please don't cover... Please don't stop covering Final Fantasy XIV. Just get better sources. So, yes. (laughs) We apologize. We had the wrong date for when fourteen is relaunching. We know now that it is not relaunching. Final Fantasy XIV without me. That's what it says. Yeah, that's what... Well, that's your fault. Oh, it's my fault. You gotta for be a... here, yeah. For I'm having sorry. a what? Have a life. Last oh. weekend was my son's uh, belated birthday party, which is why I was not belated. here. Belated? Oh my gosh! You even failed him then. You couldn't even have no. it on the right no, day. No, no, you no. forgot. How do you forget about your kid's birthday? We didn't forget. On his birthday, we put around some threes. We had a little cupcake candle. We, you know, we did the thing. But the whole party with all the friends, everyone was sick. So we had to delay it an extra week until the third. And then we could finally do it. I can't believe you forgot his birthday. Oh, get off it. (laughs) All right. Dan writes in. Dan from St. Louis, Missouri, excuse me, writes in and says, Hey, just despite Manny's insistence, no one listens to the questions of the week. I'd like to submit Okami as my favorite game soundtrack. I don't understand it, but many songs affect me on a primal physical level. Perhaps it's some peculiar association between the audio and beautiful artwork, but I literally have goosebumps each time I hear certain tracks. Every single time I hear them. I admit I teared up watching the recent Okami HD trailers. The kicker to all this? I've never played Okami myself. Only watched someone else play parts of it. Of, of the dozens of soundtracks I have, only Okami has this effect. To offer a discussion topic, what wholly mediocre or lackluster game has a soundtrack you couldn't ignore? Most of the games that have good soundtracks to me don't fall in mediocre and lackluster, so uh, that's a tough question. The one I'd throw out is The Last Remnant. Hmm. It's oh, yeah. a really good soundtrack. Yeah, that that does have a good soundtrack. I know a lot of people didn't like Nier, but they love the soundtrack. Ooh, I know I have a good answer for this, but I can't think of what it is. Elt, even the original release of Final Fantasy fourteen. Ah, see, I can mention it again. Ah, uh, ah. Well, you're fired. More fourteen. <laughs> God damn it! Oh no. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, now, how will we get our erroneous Final Fantasy fourteen news? <laughs> oh, oh, you're blaming me for that? Yeah, yeah apparently. No. Now, yeah. <laughs> Why not? You're a guy. You were the one who playing it. You're the only one here playing it. <laughs> I haven't been playing it. I just logged in because I wanted to see that's the big playing Majora's it. Mask. No, no, that counts. No, that's it. <laughs> you fail. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. Uh, I like that. All right. <laughs> you should write in with your mediocre games that have good soundtracks. I want to hear more suggestions because I know there's a really good one out there and I can't think of what it is right now. Darn it, darn it, darn it, darn it. Um, usually it's a big part for what makes a game good to me is that it has a good soundtrack. I don't... I, Games have trouble getting fives from me unless the soundtrack's also awesome. Sava writes in, our very own AKA Ocelot says, Dear gamers, and he says this with a Z, because as the subject says, everything is better with a Z. Last week, none of you sent me a copy of Borderlands 2. What gives? Anyways, Where's my copy of Borderlands 2? What gives? Good, good question. Number Where's one. Where's mine? Uh, 
I'm really digging the Zero Escape series. I gave you a copy of Borderlands 1. You haven't even played that with me, Michael, so you don't get Borderlands 2. Okay. You fail. Oh, oh sick burn. Yeah. Or something. Like, I gave right. you Borderlands. You've already you shown. Dun- no. Huh? I'm going to go kill you in a dungeon now. All right. Here you go. Number one, I'm really digging the Zero Escape series from <laughs> Chunsoft slash Axis. What's your favorite video game that starts with the letter Z? <clears throat> Z? ZHP, right? <laughs> Wasn't that an oh. NIS title? CHP was oh. going to be my pick. Yeah. <laughs> really? I, I haven't oh, played that. Man. I can't think of anything else. Um, Zelda. Zil, Zil, whatever, whatever. Zelda something? Yeah, or does that count as the count? letter? Yeah, the Legend of Zelda. Hmm. Well, then you, you have, even if you count the, you kind of have to count L before you count Z. Shoot. Hmm. Yeah. Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. That was still... That was still The Legend of Zelda 2? Yes. So you're saying it was The Legend of Zelda 2 colon The Adventure of Link? It's not the longest title I've heard. I know. That's yeah. uh, the Battle for Middle... The Lord of the Rings, The Battle for Middle Earth 2, The Rise of the Witch King. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> that wasn't even a real name. That's a real name. That's a real-time strategy game. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that hurts. Yeah. <laughs> Go be sad. That now. is an actual game title. <laughs> We've, yeah, we've made fun of its length on this. Yeah, Master Chief says it was just Zelda 2. I agree. I think that's what the cartridge said. Yeah, Wikipedia agrees. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Zelda 2. Easily Zelda 2 then. Because I've well, actually yeah. played that. And that's kind of the gimme then if that's actually counting. <laughs> All right. Good. Next question. Are you surprised, interested, or care about any of the news from Activision? A. Diablo 3 is getting an expansion sometime in the next 10 years. <laughs> That's how long it takes Blizzard to make stuff. Yeah, it's going to come up in the MMO in a minute. I care about it, um, and it's not an MMO. MMO. M&M. It's not an M&M. Um, it's, B- just MMO. <laughs> it's just an MO. Yeah, it's just MO. StarCraft Two expansion's getting pushed to 2013. <gasps> Shock and awe. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> expecting I wasn't expecting Heart of the Swarm until 2013. I'm, I think it's being pushed back because balance stuff. Like They, they tried- hinted at the fact it wouldn't come out in 2012 at BlizzCon last year, mm. so it shouldn't come as a huge surprise. Yeah. The only surprise. Like, people, people were like, do you release it for it? It's like, no, but... The only reason well, I, I might actually be uh, that I might actually care about that one is I kind of really want the Protoss one for some mm. reason. Yeah, me too. I don't care about the Zerg one. Just give me the damn Protoss one and be done with it. Agreed. You don't want to see the hot chick? No. I, they're going to have to really make her story interesting because everything I've heard about her story in this expansion doesn't interest me at all. So, uh, C. WoW still has 10 million paying subscribers. Uh, okay. Well, that would probably be caused by the expansion, wouldn't it? Yeah, I would think so. Diablo 3 has sold 10 million copies to date. That's it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, mm, yep. All oh, right, yeah. well. Uh, probably globally, yes. Yeah. 10 million copies. Once um, they stopped raiding Korea, they went and go bought it all. It's actually a good game. Let's not forget <clears> that. All right. In the last quarter, Activision said that its digital sales were flat, but retail no. sales rose by 43%. Um, part of that is Skylanders, isn't it? Oh. In the last quarter? Uh, no, not in the last quarter. Okay. Because that, that I don't I don't know. Well, no, apparently Skylanders is part of it. Part of what? Yeah, Skylanders is part of it. You're right, Anna. Part of it? Part of their retail sales going up and their digital sales not going up. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they make retail toys now. So that makes a big difference. I didn't think that was last quarter. I I didn't understand that. So yeah, I guess it is. Okay, that's cool. 
Um, yeah. So that's a little surprising, except then you think about Skylanders and it's not surprising at all. So we don't care. Sorry, Ocelot. Number three, should I play Sticker Star mm. Mario... Su- what does it say? Should I play Sticker Star Mario Sticker Man on my yet-to-be-purchased 3DS? Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, unanimous? If you like Paper Mario games, then yes, you should play this game. Yes. Totally agree. All right. Easy one. Number four, controversial time. Do any Uh-oh. video games simply go too far in terms of the subject matter, ideas, or themes they portray? We often defend free speech in games, but I'm, and I'm not saying that any game should be outright banned, but at least for your own personal taste, do you have any games or game series that you feel completely cross the line, whatever that line is? Arch and Echo 3. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I haven't played I've never it. done it before. Will you put it in me? I have, yeah, and they're, pretty, and they're all I'm like pretty, 12, and you're like, I'm whoa, hold sure on a second. I'm sure there is an entire list of games from Japan that could probably be included on that list. Well, yeah, but they actually have to come out here for me to be on my list, so. I haven't played any games that I would consider to be that controversial. It's because I think if they do, you wouldn't play them. The only controversy for me is how did they make the White Knight Chronicles so darn mediocre? Oh, and actually, second, no, hang on. I and then make a second one. And have it I've be even a more controversial in- game. Yeah, Mass Effect Two. That was Ooh. controversial, right? No, because of all the blue alien ass. Oh. You know, I, in a lot of ways, I'm surprised that Final Fantasy yeah, Tactics was the first isn't one. more controversial than it really is. What because oh, of its blatantly anti-religious theme? Um, because it's yeah. basically like, what if Jesus was a bad dude? Yeah. Yeah, it makes me wonder how they missed that one. Actually, that's Sony's bad translation. <laughs> that's a good that's one. a good point i wonder how it comes across in the ps he's written this going yeah. what i don't get uh whatever there's no blood we're good <laughs> and so for psp they're like yeah we're gonna retranslate this properly now but you already approved it once so it's fine yeah just just <laughs> we'll give you a couple blurbs here and there yeah okay yeah. all right good check all right number five <laughs> your saddest or most emotional game moment what game brought a tear to your eyes maybe even more than once Oh man, when Aerith died, I I wasn't using any guides or on the internet yet. I was so pissed. Oh, 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 yeah. I didn't go back to the game for like a week, and I didn't have a save card, so I just had to leave it running. We were literally like, my brothers and I were like, let's play this game all night because, you know, it was the first part of uh, Winter Break. And we're like, we get to the end of the first disc, and we're like, what the hell just happened? They're like, yeah, we're done. We'll play something else. <laughs> it's just like, we're not gonna. That was one of the most shocking things that I, I think I'd ever had to deal with. And then also, um, when Chrono died. Oh. That actually made me very sad. I, I like had to stop. and. I think the first time I cried in a video game would have been like Secret of Mana. The end of that. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I guess because. There's, there's character death in that. By that time, we were abusing the system so bad, I think we were just kind of blowing through it. Yeah. We weren't paying attention to it anymore. I remember being affected by both Persona games, I believe. They both have moments that affected me. Um, oh, much else. when... Um, yeah, let's not say. In Persona 3? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. And I, w- I was playing that at like 3 in the morning when that happened. I was just like... <sighs> really? Oh, the distant I guess I was kind of like... Three Good. actually has two moments of that, but yeah. Oh, the, the, I don't, the, the, the distant worlds theme from Final Fantasy XI usually brings a tear to my eye. Ooh. Really? Yeah. Okay. 
Mostly because it reminds me of uh, like everyone that was in my uh, old yeah. role playing link shell, and yeah, that, none of them are around anymore. That's the problem I have. Is like I, I just think of like um, certain battles of how much fun it was and everything, and like where's that? You know, when you did Divine Might and you won, and you just think about that music, it's more tied to the the event than the actual music. But still, it's like, damn, where'd all that go? Mm. Manny, did Dom's story make you cry in Gears of War? Nice headshot. <laughs> <laughs> you have any emotional games? No, games okay. don't touch me like that. Okay, that's fine. He's a hard man. Well, I right. just, uh, it's just such a, it's such a degree of separation. It's so abstracted that it's hard to really empathize. Yeah, I can understand. Yeah, I, have to, I admit that Aaron was like, "Are you crying over a video game?" Oh, like, but. But he he you died. Over a movie. <laughs> oh yeah, I should have so played that. Damn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch many movies with her by that point. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here are some indie game soundtracks that are definitely worth checking out. Number one, Bastion, which I have sitting behind me. Number two, Super Meat Boy, which I also is have it, sitting behind me. <laughs> is it still indie when it's published by a big publisher. Um, apparently. I'm not. Yeah, I don't know. Dungeons of Dreadmore. I haven't heard that one. I gotta get that. Hotline Miami, which I've heard a lot of good things about, but whenever I listen to it, it's not doing it for me. And Jamestown. I will second Bastion, but I don't really know the others. <laughs> Apparently, I riled up Master Chief in the chat room by making fun of Gears of War story. Sorry. <laughs> oh, um, I was gonna say the Super Meat Boy soundtrack's really good. It as is. is the one in uh, Binding of Isaac, done by the same guy. Ah, yeah. Like, if you, if you want to go and listen to something good from Isaac, uh, go and look up the song My Innermost Apocalypse. All right. It's good. It's it's really good. I, I, I kind of think about it because I was like, well, there was a chance about the FTL soundtrack. And the more I play it, I'm like, not really. You know. It's, I like it's that nice, soundtrack while playing the game. Yeah, it's a nice ambient keep in the background. The sectors are, you know, there's a nice little build up. But it's not like something I just sit there and listen to while working or something. So. All right. I think we need to get into the news now. Is it time for MMO in a minute? Yeah, so take us out, Anna. Oh, I'm ready. Okay. Well, the Warcraft Miss of Pandaria will be selling the Cinder Kitty and raising money for Hurricane Sandy victims. Um, Blizzard is also facing a class action suit from players with authenticators claiming they make $26 million off of them. Diablo 3 lowers the boom on cheaters, banned, including those who... Tweak their camera to see more of the field. Also, expansion plans leaked. Um, World of Tanks goes to China for new equipment. Fallen Earth adding farming. Thanks, Zynga. Planet Side 2 to have try before you buy cash shop promotion. Next on to publish Dota 2 in the Asian markets. Um, editorial on the growing pains of, or sorry, interview on the growing pains of free to play. Riot, EA, and Cryptic Studios all pitch in their opinion. Eve Online maps out 2013 balance changes. Maple Story gets political polls players and finds out they prefer Obama. Nobody is surprised. Five things Tara did right, except their producer leaves mysteriously this week. Um, A really good editorial with over 200 comments on Massively. Do players ask for too much from a free-to-play? 
um, Star Wars The Old Republic's new free-to-play system. Um, free-to-play begins November 15th. Massively asked, what's the worst thing to sell in a cash shop? Many of the comments are very insightful. What are they? Um, there's like 250 of them. I'm not any going front to. runners? Well, yeah, um, I mean... I don't want to go that deep into it. I would actually rather go back and talk about. So this class action lawsuit is confusing me. Okay. These... Most class action lawsuits started by players of MMOs because they <laughs> be started by people who have next to no experience with, you know, legal issues. Okay. So this class action lawsuit claims that Blizzard has made more than $26 million off of people purchasing authenticators. Okay. Now... I have a client that looked into authenticators for one of their games. And to get an authenticator from the same company that Blizzard uses, before personalizing it, it's like $12.50 per if you buy even a decent-sized lot. Blizzard gives it to you for free, plus six fifty shipping. Now, it's way more expensive if you're outside of the U.S. and could be upwards of 30 to $50. But so you're saying sure. they're eating money. On, yeah. on the authenticators. Yeah. Because it's cheaper to give an authenticator to a player for free than it is to pay a GM. Mm -hmm. I don't understand how this can even be possible when you can get it on your damn phone. Yeah, that's the other thing. There's like <clears throat> free ways to get this. If you could hack and ask them for an authenticator, they'll give you one for free. If you don't get hacked, can you ask for one? No. <laughs> That's the that's thing I think is kind of weird. It's like, well, well they're already giving it to you, you for free. You're only paying for shipping. No, no, no. They'll sh I mean, no. They're, if, they're you, if you have a support issue, they will send you one for free. If you, right. Otherwise, you have to buy you get, it. Like, hacked, well, like, no, you're not buying it. You're just paying for shipping, Michael. No, 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 Chris. You get hacked like twice in the same I know. They, they will pay for the shipping too. But my point is it's free in both situations. Yes. Wait, so I can just ask for one and they, I have to pay for shipping? Yes. Yeah. That's that's the six dollars you pay is not for the authenticator. It's just to ship it. Just for the oh. shipping cost. Shipping okay. and handling too, probably. But it's six well, bucks. That's not much. Well, yeah. No, I'm saying. I mean, when I wanted an authenticator from Square Enix, it was nine ninety five and shipping. Flushing it. Yeah, I paid twenty bucks for mine. But um, at the same time, they gave you something if you did it, and it wasn't required. So you know, I don't know. Blizzard doesn't require it, and they give you something if you get one. Okay, so what's the, this is a stupid suit. Okay. As long because as you're making us pay for our own security. You know, should right? be secure automatically. Well, you yeah. should have non-crappy passwords then. I don't have an authenticator. Well, it's, it's more never than just passwords, hacked. but yeah. Uh, you, well, yeah. you, People have secure passwords and still get hacked. You, yeah, because they run mods with backdoors and crap like that. Yeah, you yeah. need to pay attention to what you're doing. Yeah, I, I would still recommend you do a, an authenticator app for your account, Michael. To really be honest, I only have an authenticator on my Final Fantasy, like Square Enix account, and whatnot, because it gave me free inventory space yeah. in Final Fantasy XI. Exactly, that was the thing. It was like, please give me the Mog Sack. I need those 70, 80 spaces. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> and it was like, oh, I can take it with me. It's not sitting in my Mog House like the rest of my crap. Oh, yeah. yes, yeah. please. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I, I mean, I use the one that I use the authenticator that I got free with 14 to do it. Yep, me too. So. I almost went to my 14 authenticator, and then the last-ditch effort cleaned out the whole man cave, and there it was. Oh, so you found it. All right. I have found my original authenticator. I literally was. I was like, I had called Square Enix, like, I've lost it. I need to replace it. Let's get this process going. And 
before they called back, I found it, and I was like, Phew, okay, good. No, no. <laughs> good. <laughs> good. No, no multiple days of no access. So For the, you know, three times a month that I play 11. Yeah. What do you guys think of Nexon publishing Dota 2 in the Asian markets? Do you think it's going to become the next big eSport in Korea? Uh, they, don't they have um, uh, League of Legends to deal with? Yeah. I think Nexon knows Asian markets a lot better than they know our markets. <laughs> well, judging by NCSoft's recent actions, yeah. Yeah. And Quinn, did you actually look at, the, when I say that EVE Online maps out the 2013 balance changes, it's actually a map. It's very cool. I'll have to send you a link. Yeah, can you send me a link to that? Because Definitely. I do kind of like keep an eye on EVE stuff, given that I did used to do volunteer work for them. <laughs> so, yeah, that's MMO in way more than a minute. So Way sure. more than a minute. You know, I realized we forgot our phone call. So somebody called into our voice number <gasps> mail. So let's, uh, let's cover that. Hello, RP Gamer. This is Michael. Uh, no, I'm I have Michael. a quick question. Uh, I was discerning on whether or not I should buy Shin Megami Tensei uh, Nocturne or Persona 4. Uh, I just wanted to hear your thoughts and which one I should buy. Uh, thank you. Bye. Why does it have to be an either-or, to be perfectly honest? Because uh, Nocturne is crap and Persona 4 is awesome. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh come on. <laughs> All right, because no, I'm Persona first four. personal preference. No, no, no. Compl- I, no I'm the reason why. Because I just found out recently that uh, Atlas has republished a lot of those games. You can get them for $20 on Amazon, brand new. So, if Anna, you're interested in both, that's a great price for two big games. Do you have a copy of Nocturne, Anna? I do. You do? Okay, mm-hmm. so I don't need to buy it for 20 bucks right now? No. Okay. You can buy it for me. No. Oh, so mean. Oh, this is where Seventh's icon comes from. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> so going back to my completely inflammatory <laughs> statement that I'm sure we're going to get very angry hate mail about, um, Nocturne for me ramped up way too fast. Um, and the story wasn't that, um, the story didn't pull me in. Okay. It was like the story was too slow and the pacing of how difficult the dungeons got ramped up way too fast. So I just got irritated by the fact that I'd walk into like... Did you play it after you played these games after the fact? Hmm? Did you play Nocturne after... Like, no, I played after- Nocturne first. I played Nocturne like the day it came out. All right. I was for so me, it's just the opposite. I took it home. I played it for like four or five hours. I died like a whole bunch of times from Hama and Mudo and one of the first dungeons and was like, forget about it. Because this is what that, this is the Nocturne is what turned me into a Mega Ten fan, that, and this is the reason why I'm playing everything else. So right. I'm very yeah, no, it's the story didn't pull me in fast enough to overcome the difficulty spikes. Yeah, I mean this is this is straight up an old school SMT dungeon crawler. So and if that interests you to see some of the series roots, this is what it is. So, um, so is what? someone bring themselves? Say what? Microphone is chewy. I don't know. What is yeah, that? Someone's microphone's in their hair or something. <clears throat> oh, me. All right. Oh, my golden locks here, you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. That's our feedback. If you'd like to leave feedback for the podcast, it's podcast.rpgamer.com for the email, 608-729-4098 for the phone number, and we'll play your call right here on the show. Or leave a comment on our message boards at board.rpgamer.com. Go to the latest update section. Look for the RPG cast thread. All right. Let's move on to the news. Uh, new releases for the week. Paper Mario 3D. It's finally coming out. So 
Why did we not fix that name? I don't know. Sticker Star, right? Yeah, Sticker Star. That's right. Okay. Anyone check it out? Anyone play it? Anything like that? Nothing. It's not until the 11th. We have to wait. Any? What about early reviews? Anyone say anything? I this is Nintendo. Anything. They're very, they're very protective about early talk. Wait, Polygon has an early review. Phil Yay. Kohler did it. Okay, good. Bad. Let me, let me read the wrap up. Wrap up. Paper Mario. This is from the Polygon review, giving the full credit. Do they give scores there or not? Yeah, I was about okay. to. I was going to say that for the end. I have to quick, like you know, the one paragraph wrap up. Yeah, yeah, go for Paper it. Paper Mario Sticker Stars, few problems are written to its very structure as an amalgam of genres. If you go in experience, wait, if you go in expecting an RPG, you have to be disappointed by simplified battles and stats. If you're in it for the puzzle solving, the frequent combat breaks may get it on your nerves. But if you can accept those conditions, Sticker Star has something special buried beneath its covers. Nintendo tends towards smooth, straightforward design, but Sticker Star is the opposite of that. It's a flawed, offbeat, enduring little title. 7.5. Um. Uh, well, so, I was going to say, the... Um, is this the, person the, never played Paper Mario? Yeah, I was going to say, the RPG elements of Paper Mario weren't exactly complicated. So this yeah. sounds like it's landing somewhere between Thousand Year Door and um, Super Paper Mario. No, this sounds like some guy who has never played Paper Mario and expected one of two things and didn't get either one. Okay, but... Because P- Super Paper Mario <laughs> was more about the puzzles and Paper Mario RPG was more about the RPG. Or, excuse me, Thousand Year Door is more about the RPG. And then we've got something in the middle. I never felt anyone, at any point like the battles were pulling away from my puzzle-solving elements, so I don't know what bullcrap that well, is. Well, I mean, but that's, that's the thing. I think there's more puzzles in this than there were in Thousand Year Door. I think that's what he's getting at. But what about the original Paper Mario? That one yeah, that was puzzle. a piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's my summary for what? that one. I hate the original <laughs> Paper Mario. It was wow. boring. It put me to sleep. Shut I did not like it. Thousand Year Door uh, is a way game. better game. Wow. All right. Hey, I like anyway. Thousand Year Door. Sorry. I, yeah, I can understand liking Thousand like, yeah, Year Door. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, understand I think agree that, that grading Paper Ed, Mario to a piece of crap. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have no taste in games. All right. Yeah, don't pull an Anna here and deride Mega. You know. Maybe I just yeah. didn't stick with the first one long enough, but I was in the sewers turning a paper airplane and just got completely... It, which is funny because you do that in the Thousand Year Door as well, but <laughs> for some reason in the first one it was just really boring. <laughs> Man, this, this podcast gets vicious when someone doesn't like something. I know. <laughs> How dare you not like it? <laughs> Fired. Up, shunned. Removed. <laughs> Alex, where do you weigh in on the Paper Mario debate? I haven't played any of them. Sorry. He's like, I'm safe. All right, good. <laughs> yeah, safe. Um, <laughs> and even if he did, he's not going to say. <laughs> yeah, I'm the corner of my own business at the moment. <laughs> All right. All right, so time for our news run. First off. I got a story about a Kickstarter, because we love those, right? Oh, P- totally. Do you guys remember Pure Solar, which was like a Sega Genesis project that they went and actually printed cartridges for? No. Yes. Okay, well, they're remaking it. They're going to put it on HD platforms. They've got a Kickstarter to fund it. It'll be coming out on uh, apparently 360 PC, Mac, and Linux. I assume it'll be on Indies, Xbox Indies on 360, but... Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, if you want a digital copy of the game, the reward here for that starts at fifteen bucks. Physical version for forty nine, and collector's edition for one hundred twenty five, and of course, a lot of other things. So that's right there. Search for Pierre Solar, P I E R Solar. Um, I think you'll remember we've covered this on the podcast way long ago. So that's there. Uh, they are at eighty one thousand out of one hundred thirty nine thousand. Twenty four days to go, so they'll probably hit it. Uh, Devil Survivor. 
is getting delayed in Europe. Sorry, John and Alex. Uh, looks like uh, Ghost Light has announced that Shin Megami Tensei Devil Survivor Overclocked will be delayed till next year. You mean you mean a Shin Megami Tensei game delayed in Europe? Yeah. What a f***ing surprise. That never yeah. happens. Uh, you know, it's, cause it's not like Persona 4 Golden is delayed until next year, and, well, they're still sitting on their asses over Persona 4 Arena. You know, it's not like people want to play those games or anything. Yeah. Jesus. Tell us, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> All right, let's let's start talking about a less controversial game series like Mass Effect. <clears throat> oh yes, much better. That, that's gonna go well. So, so yeah, we, we finally have some word on what DLC is coming with the trilogy edition. So, and it varies based on platform. All right. Yay! Thanks for mucking up even this. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I think it, I think it sort of depends on what was in the original release on that platform. Because right. I think the PS3 had a lot of DLC included with it. Yeah. So it gets all of that. Master Chief brings up something in the chat room. Do you guys have Persona 4 Arena yet? No. Like, oh, oh my no. gosh. Also delayed like, to next year. Oh, that's... That was, I, that's what I was complaining about. Oh, that's not good. That was the whole point of how the region lock wasn't going to be a bad thing, that you'd be getting it really soon. Oh. Yeah, well, somebody dropped the ball. Well, like, that's not good. Majorly. That, oh, that's what happens when you choose a publisher that doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah. Is that Ghostlight? Or no, it's Rising Zen, Sun? Zen United, I Zen think. Zen United? Well, well you see, can start the thing, making one. The, the problem is, though, is Zen United have done a really, really good job with BlazBlue previously. They basically published the, the European publishing for Arc System Works stuff. Um, but on this particular one, yeah, someone dropped the ball, like... Bad. I'll make their Wikipedia right now. This publisher are poop. So right. I'm sure that will pass. Well, I'm, I'm using R because it's European publisher. So you gotta use the, <clears throat> oh, okay. Yeah. The, I gotta get then the it'll be okay. Right. Yeah, it'll, it'll be okay. Be... <laughs> yeah. All right. So back to Mass Effect Trilogy Edition. PS3 Edition, we've learned, will have the Bring Down the Sky content yeah. integrated into it, into the first Mass Effect game. Mass Effect 2 will include all the content on the PS3 disc originally, which was Cerberus Network, Kasumi Stolen Memory, Overlord, and Lair of the Shadow Broker. Okay? Mass Effect 3 will include the content provided with the original release, which is nothing. Right? It sounds like <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, just... That, that, that Bioware's way of saying nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it's just like whatever was the most recent physical release, like they had the platinum, put the platinum version of Mass Effect that came with Bring Down the Sky, and the PS3 version had the extra DLC pass. So it's like whatever was the most recent retail release is going to get that. You're going to get that DLC in it. What the, what was the story of Bring Down the Sky? I don't even remember. It was um, the Batarians took a colony, and they were going to drop it. Oh, no, like an asteroid. An asteroid. Yeah, I remember that. Okay, cool. Asteroids. Oh. And then there's more interesting Batarian content in Mass Effect 2. All right, anyway. The Xbox 360 and PC versions will have nothing. No DLC. So Yay! But on Something. the PC, you'll be able to download Bring Down the Sky and Pinnacle Station for free. Wait, wait, what about 360? Do you get at least get Bring Down the Sky? Because the, pl- I, I, the Platinum Edition of that one, I got Bring Down the Sky. It says the content that came with the original releases of each game on the platform. So it doesn't sound like it'll be the Platinum Edition of the Ah, uh, they suck. Yeah. Well, are you really going to be rebuying it? No, who's going to rebuy Bring Down the Sky? I, That's meant, why I should... meant Mass Effect on the trilogy version, if you already oh, have I mean, the Oh, like anyway. for people who haven't played it, though. I mean, yeah. at this point, it's not even worth it. Just They should have included it. Well, I mean, Mass Effect on the PC is the best version for Mass Effect 1, so I'd say get that. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Not unless they fixed it. What do you mean? 
Oh wait, oh. no, for the PC. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, I that's got what confused. they. Yeah. Uh, so are they going to fix the other ones? I had issues with the installer on PC at one point, but I think that has been fixed. What's, what's or broken has with the the console versions, Michael? Your AI is stupid. It's like, hey, go shoot that thing. Oh, okay. they fixed that, Michael. It's called Mass Effect Two. Yeah, but if they're giving a trilogy, are they affixing that actual no. code? Because no, I, th- I think it's more just a feature. Yeah. A feature. Hey, it's a feature you, mess big guy with the big gun, go shoot that guy. Why are you shooting that rock? <laughs> it doesn't no, matter. I want to do all the, the shooting anyway. No, I'm just... I know. See, that was the thing. It's like the only... I had built up to be a support character and having oh. the big guy shoot the big things, and yeah, they would shoot rocks. And I'm yeah. like, you guys suck. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> be a nuker so, or a soldier or something. Yeah, you have to be offensive totally and have your guys support you and hope they can actually well, target totally, you. totally, but you need to have some skills. Uh, I hope you mean in the game. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> More Mass Effect news. The Omega um, content has been detailed. So let's see. Uh, okay. Two new characters. Yeah, Arya will be in it, of course, which makes sense. And a female Turian, the first one ever, Nirene Kondro. Um, so that will be your second partner for going through this DLC content. Yay. Um, I'm looking forward to this. This will actually make me break out Mass Effect 3. Um, it'll come out November 27th for 15 bucks. That does not make me as excited. Um, and it's only four hours gameplay. Oh, and, uh, since we're on the Mass Effect stuff, Casey Hudson recently tweeted out, we're full, we're like in full on, wait, we're, I don't know the exact tweet, but we're working on the next Mass Effect game. What do you guys want to see on it? Um... Retcon the ending of Mass Effect Three. No, 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 a brand new thing. It's not. It's not even connected to Shepard's thing. They're working on. Yeah, do something else then. Yeah, Stop doing new Mass Effect. Yeah, new Make IP. Make a sports game. Yeah, make a sports game. <laughs> make we, a new we, need, we need game, a good please. football management game for American football. So can you do, do that? Do we have a basketball manager, please? That'd be great. Speaking of all Wait, new things. Is, oh. all, is all of those ideas going to happen in the Mass Effect universe? Yeah. 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 <laughs> this, is, this is what happens when you go to the Citadel. They have all these manager stations. You just sit down and start doing okay, it. Okay, Okay. That, that's what the keepers ask, were what do doing. The keepers were doing that in Mass Effect 1 and 2. That's what they were doing. They were playing a football sim. And now you get there to play that go. game. Yep. That's right. Mm-hmm. Totally. Perfect solved all right microsoft's (laughs) trying to solve its entry into portable gaming apparently there's a big rumor going around that microsoft is going to make a seven inch xbox branded surface tablet that someone explains all right now i saw someone else write this and someone explained to me how this is different than smart glass um because you will play games on this smart smart glass is a second screen smart glass is just a look up information about what's on your main screen not when they showed it they said you could actually play games on it yeah, well, the, right now it's all accessory stuff. Like, I was taking election polls on election night with uh, Smart Glass. Wait, so they have it out? Yeah, it's out. Smart Glass is out on all platforms now. Oh. Except Mac. I should, go, I should go and try that. It is out on iOS, Android, and Windows 8. So. Huh. Yeah. What about um, old Windows phones? Say does what? It work on, does it work on old Windows phones? No. Really? Uh, well, that amuses me greatly. Yeah, you need Windows 8. Yeah. Um, can it, will it work on Windows Phone Seven? I don't know. If not, I'm gonna. Find it won't that work on Windows funny. Mobile. So, <laughs> but I do know that Microsoft had built up a studio to make uh, tablet games. So Microsoft Studio specifically to make tablet games. So they could be working on some new projects for this. Yeah. I don't. Why would they think it's a Surface though? Because that's the hardware Microsoft has now. This is Microsoft Surface, so this would just be yeah. one aimed at gaming. So they're just going to make like the Surface Mini? Yeah. 
Why would they do that when they haven't even got the surface out? It is out. Well, okay. I mean, they got it out barely. Like, it's been out, what, like two weeks? Yeah. Like a and week, they're already yeah. talking about a smaller one? Two weeks. Yeah. Seems well, it's a rumor. It's yeah. a rumor. They're not talking about it. They're not saying anything. Otherwise, uh, so yeah. this is not gonna. This is gonna run a custom Windows kernel, so it's, r- it's kind of like how uh, Xbox <clears> does, and be focused on gaming. That's the rumor. Seven-inch tablet. Um, I I assume Microsoft will also release a full-on seven-inch Windows Surface as well. That's just like a regular Windows tablet because that's mm-hmm. kind of the form factor of the day right now. Um, what do you guys think? Any interest in a gaming tablet from Microsoft? Whatsoever? No, but it's like just because you put the Xbox name on it doesn't mean it's instantly going to be better at doing anything. Right. So, but the, the idea is it's not running full Windows. It's running custom Windows g- tailored towards gaming. So it's like it's not an iPad. It's not a, a Kindle Fire. It is a device designed from the ground up for gaming. That only it's works like, if you get a bunch of publishers there too. Exactly. That only mat- hardware only matters if you have software to back it up. Yep. And I think it only matters if they put some damn D pads on it. <laughs> but even so, <laughs> you want D pads on a touch device? I do. <laughs> so you want the Wii U controller? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, now think Wii U controller with seven-inch screen and multi-touch. Maybe, but I think I'm running out of hands here at this point. All right, all right, fair enough. Uh, I'm a little scared on. Like, I just want to. Like, I have a couple. Of, like, is it going to be sixteen by nine, or is it going to be four by three? Are are these games going to be original titles, or are you going to see a bunch of ports like Angry Birds, Star Wars? Yeah. I mean, like, at, at a certain point, like, why do we care, and why not just get an iPad Mini or a Nexus Seven, which has already has a ton of games on their store? As Ocelot2 in the chat room says, a Microsoft game tablet lives and dies by the games, which at last count was five on the Microsoft store. <laughs> Yay, five! <laughs> 275,000 on iOS. <laughs> Call me crazy, but Chris, you would know better than I do, but uh, from what I understand, there's a five device limit for thing, for apps that are purchased from the Microsoft store, right? Um. Well, I don't know. Because it seems like Microsoft wants you to buy Windows Phone. Windows. <laughs> Pretty soon you're going to start running out of activations for all of this. I mean, this we've got a two-device limit on the PlayStation Store, so we're able to make Which that. Which sucks. Oh, yeah. wow. It's better now. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> two. When yeah, they lowered it from five. Yeah. Yeah. It jerks. Yep. So it's like your PS3 and your Vita, and that's like it, I think. Or is it two portable devices? So maybe your PS3, your Vita, and your PSP. You know, you're right, Chris. You know... You were making fun of Christopher saying put D-pads on this touch device, um, on this tablet, but if all this thing is going to do is play games, then yeah, go ahead and put some D-pads on it, because otherwise, what makes you... you do, you're going to do less than all of the competition for the same price or okay, more. First of all, I'm seriously against D-pads unless they're analog. Oh yeah, that's fine, fine. Analog sticks. but actual uh, physical I don't want to stick on a tablet because that makes it hard to, to put into a case. But then, like, if you're saying, Chris, that it's going to have a special kernel just dedicated to playing games, yeah. it's going to already automatically do less than yeah. every other similarly priced tablet or cheaper tablet. Okay. <clears throat> you're assuming that the control has to actually stick out of the device. You could have an indented control that you could move around okay, with. Okay, so you phone. want a C-pad or, like, the, the, the slider. Yes. Okay. I think that would work. Okay. Yeah, I mean, seriously, if you're, if you're serious about gaming, why not just go all out and put some physical control on it? So separate yourself from the pack. Otherwise, it's just a GIMP tablet. Because I can play games on an iPad mini, and it can do so much more. Or I can, same thing with a Nexus 7. That's like 200 bucks. What if, what if they let you stream all your Xbox games to a tablet and play them anywhere? So like, sort of like a Wii U controller? Yeah. Except without well, being limited to being in your without, house. You have to be out of range, yeah. That's what I'm saying. If yeah. I can, like... 
get it into memory and I can walk off and I can keep playing, yeah, I did I get that. You can't do that with a Wii U controller, just to clarify. Yeah, you have to be within range of the Wii U because the Wii gamepad doesn't for for a really expensive gamepad it doesn't do a lot. I mean, I, I envision the future we're gonna be playing like really crappy mobile versions of of Fable and like Halo Wars. We're gonna play really crappy versions of everything on our phones. What's the difference? That this one's we're going to be hearing about this at every E3 for like the next ten years. Oh man, <clears throat> that's the Xbox 720. Is this tablet? What about that? That's the next Ooh, Xbox. That would be a mistake. Yeah, yeah. You're they, right. don't, they don't. They have to keep up with the high def gaming on the consoles with the TVs. Otherwise, there's just no point. You know, I worry, but maybe that this this fake tablet iteration two or three it might be worth it because it sounds like they've kind of missed the mark already with the Surface. Did they really? People, the early reviews are like are, are tepid at best. Hmm. Oh, I mean, it's a touchpad. It's touch-controlled Windows, right? And it can do yeah, most things exactly that Windows can do. Windows Eight was designed for. Hmm. Well, even then, if you read all of the reviews from like everyone from The Verge to Engadget, everyone's just okay with it. Well, if you look at the specs, right? It's a five hundred dollar machine where you can spend a nine hundred dollar machine to totally blow it out of the water. So I don't really understand where they were going with their price Well, they're point. probably comparing it to an iPad. It doesn't even have the specs of an iPad. Really? The iPad 4 oh. outclasses the Surface I didn't easily. know that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But you can't yeah, play... Yeah, it's just an old Tegra 3, am I right? I can't install my... Yeah. Is the Windows Surface... Is Surface RT or is it Windows x86 tablet? No, the Pro doesn't come out until later this year, and Pro that is, one's going to like... So the Pro will be the x86 tablet, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, that's this, the one I could run, like, actual Windows things on. Yeah. yeah, this is just your little... I mean, this is literally, like... All right, this is Windows RT. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, and there's is, not... And there's, so, the, so what's killing it is the lack of software, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, and that's what kills every tablet at first, so we really have to come back to that in a year. So. Well, lack of support, yeah. lack of power, and they're coming out with something already better that they've already said, well, you don't really want this. We're going to give you something you do want later. Nah, the Pro will be expensive, though. It's not going to hit the right price point. So I don't, when, I, when I look at the, the flip books they have now, at like 900 bucks, I can't see the Pro being exceeding 1000 Mm-hmm. It's going to be at least 900 right? But, right. yeah. But you spend right. nine hundred bucks on an actual gaming PC, and you're getting a lot more then too. So it's that, that's yeah. You can even you when can we're getting it, it depends snap. if you want to talk about price point, form factor, or power. You know what's your goal because you got a lot of different options depending on what it is. We should move on though. We got we got a lot of show to cover still. Um, Bethesda is close to releasing new Skyrim content for PlayStation Three and PC. And how do we find out about this? They tweeted. Yay, tweeting. <laughs> so now we they say, we're close on new Skyrim <coughs> content for PS3 and PC. So everyone's trying to dissect, what does that mean? Well, the PS3 is still missing Dawnguard. And, uh, Wait, did we at all talk about the new expansion that was just announced like on Monday? Uh, not yet. We're going to get into okay. that too. Um, and Hearthfire okay, is ma- missing on the PS3. So they're thinking both of those will come over. And we just had an announcement of a new expansion called Dragonborn, where you can ride dragons in Skyrim. Ooh, I'm so ooh. happy for this. I can't wait for that. Um, and it'll be, uh, really? that'll be out on December 4th on Xbox 360. No dates announced for either PC or PS3. So we don't know what's up with that. We know the exclusivity deal for 360 Skyrim content was only for the first two packs. So Do- Dragonborn could come out the same day on all three platforms. But all we know is PS3 will get something soon, and that's good because they had, it's been a while since they got a patch. So, Dragonborn. 
And in, did you see the trailer? It looks very Morrowindish. Yeah, it does. Um, so like it's like a, well, he goes off to an island or something to go track down this other dragonborn. Yeah, and that that's cool. So you're you're killing someone who has your powers this time. So nice. You didn't think you were the only one, did you? Nice. He was the first. Oh wow! Even Anna's seen this trailer. <laughs> Dude, it's oh, the right. internet. Everyone's seen everything. Oh, right. I ever. played it on the TV when she was sitting there. I, there's I already a Gundam style parody of it. I bet. Uh, there probably is. All right. <laughs> oh, back to some Bioware because uh, we didn't get enough of them with uh, with Mass Effect. You know Bioware Mythic? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what about them? Yeah, they're dropping the Bioware off their name. Man. Really? After the two people who were supposed to bring in the Bioware influence decided up and leave? <laughs> That's a shock. It says everything else stays the same, according to a statement on their website. Our passionate teams will continue to support and develop our existing titles as well as working on some new and exciting projects. Of course, we have no idea what those new and exciting projects are. You know, they tricked us, though, because they, they acted like we should have cared in the first place that they changed their name to Bioware Mythic. Now they're back to is, Mythic. Well, it's just branding. Well, yep. that was the thing, is it was supposed to be a merger of Bioware and Mythic to make an MMO, but they've not gone anywhere or announced anything and done anything, so the fact they changed their name back, okay, when are you going to actually do something? <laughs> <clears throat> they're making the Ultima, Ultima free-to-play game, right? Actually... Uh, that just reminds me that the one thing that Anna didn't mention MMO in a minute was uh, the the Old Republic free to play date has been announced. Um, yeah, I did. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah, okay. November fifteenth. Complete... Yeah, I must have completely blanked on that one. For so some we're reason. all going to start playing. Yeah, we covered they that also last unveiled week, actually, like yeah. all of the stuff about it now. Yeah. So we're all going to play the Old Republic now. We, we talked about this last week, but uh, yeah, the um, it'll be out, and I don't know that I have time to worry about it right now because on the November seventeenth is a big old Guild Wars two event. Like a big special event that lasts for only a couple of days, so I might jump in and do that. Instead. Is it the Harvest Festival or something similar? No, it's like actually a big event. Like I don't know. Let's see. Hanukkah. World change, something world changing. Uh, the Halloween's over. They say so. I missed Halloween already. The what? Lost Halloween's Shores. Over? Yeah. I didn't get any candy. Sorry, it's called the Lost Shores. It's a massive one-time world event that will change the world forever. So you're right. There will be turkeys in the land. No, the they will turkeys. all be extinct. The Lost Shores does not sound like a Thanksgiving expansion. <laughs> we so must save the oil to light the menorah. I'm seeing ghost ships and stuff. So, like, get in there and participate. And um, you probably want to level up so you're ready for it, too. Hmm. So This is part of their ongoing support for Guild Wars 2 is this sort of stuff. So uh, That's Guild Wars 2. Matsuno! Yasumi Matsuno, the dude what made Final Fantasy Tactics awesome and Vagrant Story, he's leaving level five after just joining a year ago. Yeah, people made a, like a real strangely like big deal out of this. Like he's leaving after only seventeen months. Like hmm. such an odd number they would throw out there. Well, it's like well, maybe he, says, he just wasn't getting what he wanted out of the company, so he's gonna says, go somewhere better. He says, "I'm sorry to report, but due to personal reasons, next month I'll be retiring from level five. So here's here's the thing where I think people are getting worried as he says retires having finished production of 3ds wear domestically and in north america and europe it's a good time po- good point time wise for me to retire which is uh he's referring to the game crimson shroud which w- just came out apparently i've never heard of this yeah yeah that's so, the guild i want <coughs> game he did if he's actually retiring that's kind of a is that the deal. one nobody likes <laughs> uh, i don't know it's not out here yet we get no. it next month when do we get it i think you never it now we get it now? Is it on the what? Um, how do I get it? Eshop. I'm not sure. I'm E-shop. not sure if it's out okay. yet. I think right, it's, it's out on the yeah. eShop. All right. 
So yep. I, I have to learn more about this title. So I guess he didn't like working there or something came up health-wise or who knows. Well, Even though it was a short period reasons. of time, he says, I was able to work hard without any gross mistakes. I'm extremely grateful for the gift of genial teaching I received from everyone. Over and over again, thank you so much. I plan on taking a break for a while. Yeah. I'm very thankful to have your support from now on. That is a very, very Japanese resignation letter. Yeah. Next month, we'll find out he's going to Konami. I don't know. <laughs> you know? I don't know. It just seems like if you followed him a bit, he's been becoming, I wouldn't go unstable, but, you know, there's been some signs that he's definitely having some mental wear, and I think that he might be hitting his limit. Is this the guy who left Square during Final Fantasy XII's development? This is the yeah, guy that's, that's who was escorted guy. out of Square during Final Fantasy XII's development. Oh, he was fired? Or, Basically. like, physically removed? <clears throat> As in, the developers who were also working with him didn't want to work with him anymore, except for his team. Hmm. Oh, that's not good. And so, this is partly what delayed it so long, is the executives and the basic storyboard of everything that was Final Fantasy XII clashed against what Matsuno wanted and delayed it almost two years. Hmm. And so, finally, they're like, you know what? we're done with this conversation, you can leave, and we will finish the game how we want to finish it. Hmm. Okay. And so, I mean, he's kind of had this thing where, like, he's starting to get this um, Oh, it's this called history. Alright, so just to update, Guild 01 is called Liberation Made in here, and yes, it's out for $5 on the eShop, and for some reason, um, Grasshopper was involved as well. Grasshopper! Because Suda51 is talking on this thing, so I don't understand anything about what's going on. All right, go ahead. Yeah, so, you know, this is kind of, you picked up this thing where he might be getting almost eccentric, you know, he's kind of difficult to work with, and he sounds like he found a place where he could get something done quickly and have a good time, but I think he's just starting to break down and being like, you know, I'm just too old and tired for this. I'm getting too old for game this development. This is a 3D shmup. Oh, why haven't you got this yet? I don't know. I will rectify that very soon now. <laughs> I am so offended at the thought that I don't own this yet. I am. It's a 3D shmup with crazy Japanese anime cutscenes. Yes. No way yes. you shouldn't have this. I should own all of these. <laughs> There's Japan animation in it. I have a game he owns. I love Japan animation. I, I buy he them now and I don't even play them. I just buy them He's... to feel better about having them near me. Yeah, he gave me two shmups on the iPhone. I have played them. Oh, quite a it's bit. just the first quarter of Guild O One. Oh, it's episodic. Okay, thank you, Silktail. Yeah, there's four games. <laughs> All right, so well, I'll decide if this is any good. Been announced. Yeah. yeah, Liberation Maiden. It's I've played it. It's okay. It's a bit short. It's pretty much just a standard shooter, really. Oh, don't say that. Now I'm not as interested. Well. <sighs> You've ruined it already for He's him. He's already huh? ruined it for me. Yep. Yeah. The other two right. RPGs, Chris, I think. Japanimation. Yeah. All right. South Park. How about South Park? People like that. Been looking no, forward to really. Stick of Truth, haven't you, Manny? Terrible show. I yeah. Think. yeah. Guess what? It's been pushed to early fiscal 2014. Yeah, th THQ are down the shitter again. Yeah, except that early mm. fiscal 2014 for THQ means sometime after April of 2013. That's when you their fiscal twenty fourteen works. This is, uh, the most recent bombcast of Klepik goes into good detail about the investor call. If you want to listen, like some people like pontificating about the future of that company, it does not look good. Yeah, I, I like the theory that Square Enix might buy them. They should. If it's Square funny. Enix, if Square Enix make the next Saints Row game, I will be very, very happy. <laughs> Why? Well, I, I really want the people who made the last Saints Row game to make the next Saints Row game. Actually, 
I don't care it's who publishes it. I want the developer to make it. <laughs> well, that too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and it's really sad, though. I mean, well, it's kind of evident just by looking at our community Ooh. because they really needed Darksiders 2 to do well. And just looking around here, no one on RP Gamer gave a damn. Can we add Saints Row to Kingdom Hearts? No. Yes. Star Wars characters and Saints Row characters? Yes. So, no. Perfect. Hey. Sounds good. Hey. Well, <laughs> Love it. Dilly. No. Done. No. What do you care? You well, don't play them anyway, Dumbo Michael. And Mickey Mouse. Oh, I care. I'm Disney. I care. You Disney. Oh, you, you represent the interests of Disney. It's seven ninety nine, by the way, for Liberation Maiden. I was wrong. So please don't write in correcting me. Um, Stick of Truth. Correct anyway. It's fun. Yeah. Stick of Truth has been <laughs> delayed and whatever. You know... I wonder if some of that's on Obsidian, too. Could be. You know, it's funny, because everyone's like, why didn't we put all these things in Kingdom Hearts? Like, like Disney had anything to do other than, sure, you can use some characters. I know, right? So it's not like they're like, oh, well, sure, we're just going to go give you well, a Well, they said, of- we'll hook you up with the voice actors, too. Yeah. But, yeah. For, you know, I'm sure Square Enix paid those fees. Sure, sure, sure. Man, man, The man. Saints do a drive-by with the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> so- no! <laughs> I'm curious, has anyone on the, and on the podcast all played Darksiders 2? No, I saw the commercial and I was like... Yeah. I still haven't played Darksiders 1. So yeah, that game did not do, did not save the company like it was supposed to. I, I guess, like, you know, I should have known this. The signs were all about no, on, 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 around the website and the forums, around staff, nobody was really talking about it. But I went to this freaking launch party thing or the launch event. It was like 12 people there, I remember. Oh, I remember that story, yeah. That was... Um, yeah underwhelming I, I had like it's so weird i had like two season passes for ps3 version i i couldn't give them away nobody wanted them like you would think like for any other game here's a season pass for all the dlc people would be like great fantastic i basically i practically had to beg people to give it <laughs> i think so, it's one of those things where it's like if you have a game that quote needs to save your company you're you're, done. you're doomed already right yeah because and, what you've if Especially if you changing. delay it to make that game even bigger while you're still hemorrhaging money. Sweet. Right. Which yeah. is what they did with the new Saints Row expansion. Ooh. It's just one of the things where it's like you need to um, stick with what was working. And if it wasn't working, then just trying to keep doing it better isn't going to make it better. You need to think of a new plan. <laughs> well, I think that was their new plan. The, the, the new CEO came in there and said, we're, we're only focusing on core titles. Only AAA core titles, except... <laughs> The AAA game is either it's win or lose, all mm-hmm. or nothing. Yeah, and sometimes it can just grow too large, too fast. You can't control how much money you're spending until you realize, well, we're actually not going to make a profit on this, and so now we're just screwed. And it's a shame though, because it's not like this company makes bad games. I mean, I know interest may have been like low for Darksiders too, but it's not like it was a terrible game. And what's it, uh, Saints Row is certainly a good game, and so was the last thing from Relic Space Marine. These are all good titles. They just don't sell, except for Saints Row, don't sell on the huge numbers. No, that just means that their budget exceeds what their sales are expecting. Yeah. So maybe like lower the scope and not make them as big. Yeah. Yeah. But the Saints Row uh, 3 Game of the Year edition just came out. The full package. So hopefully that'll bring in some money for them. Cool. Cool. All right. More expansions for big popular games out now. Borderlands 2. They're doing a season 2 of their web series that stars Claptrap. So if you want I to never know that a season 1. Yeah, me neither. So apparently... Now um, you know. So he looks at uh, behind the scenes of the game and it's comical and stuff. So you can go watch that on their... 
I think their YouTube account and probably their webpage. Um, Borderlands 2 also has more news. The 360 patch is out that fixes the game save wiping um, hack that people were using to wipe people's yeah, save yeah. games. So when they were uh, turning the game into a hardcore mode like a, a la Torchlight or Diablo, yeah. and they were forcing it on other players so when they died, their entire character was wiped. Yeah, so that's fixed. Uh, well, get your patch and then it's fixed. Um, and a Mac version of Borderlands 2 this is coming out. This is both out. good and bad news. All right, so why is it good and bad? Okay, so the good news is is that it's coming to the Mac. That's great. And it's going to be Steam Play since it's so integrated to Steamworks. So if you bought it already on Steam, you're going to get the Mac version. Great. The bad news is it's being developed by Aspire Entertainment, the Aspire Games. Aspire Media. Is, Ooh, huh? dear. Aspire Media. Who and did Call of, of Duty Black mediocre. Ops and Civ Five for Mac. They're one of the more mediocre uh, Mac porting houses. Like they're they're not very good with like they're they're slow to update games they're slow to patch them their pa- their 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 efforts are kind of flawed to begin with anyway yeah. and they don't have a lot of options okay. I mean I think if like the people who did the last port was Feral Interactive and they're probably like the best Mac porting house who just f- focuses but the problem is that because they're so good they take a much longer time and usually they sell them separately because they put so much of their own effort and they make it native I would say so. Blizzard's probably the Mac best Mac developing oh house. yeah no yeah. I mean, I, yeah yeah I mean like the <laughs> Porting house though. Got it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So as like their 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 titles are hit hit or miss, like on how you know how buggy it is or the level of quality. But you know if you're getting it as a part of the Steam Play package, you can't complain too much. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um. So there you go. Borderlands two. That's all I've got. Are there any stories we missed? Yes, I got your stories. Yeah, I got. You gotta stop going to Shack News. Okay. Where should I go, uh, Manny? Go to Polygon, you hipster. Polygon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, there's a new Game of Thrones add-on coming out soon for Ooh. PC and Xbox 360. You know, I, mean, I don't know if anyone actually played the Game of Thrones RPG. But no, they have a new but... bit of DLC coming oh. out called Beyond the Wall. It's, it's going to be uh, $4.99 uh, US dollars and $4.99 euros. It's going to be. It's going to take place beyond the frozen wall in the north. I don't know. I don't know anything about Game of Thrones, but but anyone actually play the game? No one. Another game that no one really cared about, I guess. Uh, no. I did not. No one on this podcast did, but someone on yeah, the. I know Nick, Nick's reviewed it. But... Okay. Yeah. Oh it's man, like, here's the. Quote. So, yeah. I had that Casey Hudson quote that I mentioned earlier via his Twitter. He said. We're in the early stages of designing a completely new Mass Effect game. What would you want to see in it? And we all agreed, football sim. Space football sim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, yep. Yep. All right. Here's something silly, a little silly for you guys. Apparently, a new study reveals that players who identify with fit avatars are more motivated to get into shape themselves. Mm. (laughs) Really? They based it off of Second Life and similar uh, MMOs where where there's a social element and you can change your physical appearance. That people who had more physically fit characters were more inclined to be physically unfit themselves because they saw them as a reflection of themselves in a a way. I do not buy it. (laughs) Let me read you this little part. Okay, uh, Ben Morowitz, uh, the the doctor who conducted the study, says that while a virtual world like Second Life is not used specifically as a motivational health tool, the findings of the study suggest that someone who participates in a virtual world for social reasons is more likely to experience the effects of the avatar. She said the results aren't limited to Second Life either. Any virtual world that gives the player control over the design and interaction of the avatar can have similar effects. So, 
If no. you want to, <laughs> yeah, I just I just thought that was funny. No, I you know you've been to Second Life. You don't see a lot of fat people walking around. Ah. <laughs> uh. So let me uh, creating a filter, creating a fitter avatar helps people visualize themselves being better shape and motivates yeah. them to take action. <clears throat> no, it motivates them to play Second Life where it's easier to be skinny than it is to actually work for it. <laughs> I just thought it was funny because they said, you know, any game with the social elements, I'm thinking like, man, looking at your, at your wild panda, like, I need to start working out a bit more. Have you seen the pandas? They're not skinny. Gotta look more like my panda. You know what I look uh, the more girls like? The, are, the girls aren't too bad. They're not like the blood elves. You've you've you've, you've not met some fairies, have you, Manny. <clears throat> I guess. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it, it's nice to see Wild having some some more cushiony characters. No, I'm I'm fine to. with that. I'm. Yeah. I just didn't think the panda was the good example. You know. No, I, thought, I was just well, joking because they said like any game with like a social element where you can design the character, and I just thought like well, more you that's, came out. You yeah. can't really design the characters. The thing. Yeah, you know, uh, the truth is, most games don't. Like aside from like a Saints Row, how many games actually let you control the body shape and physical like strength? I mean, the physical appearance of the, your bo- your avatar's body. Ion. Does that make you want to be fitter when you play Ion? No, it makes me want to play something else. <laughs> oh, still, it was like six, that was for the people. Like, you, know, you could be bulky, or you could be skinny, or you could, you know, you could actually do something with the character creator. And it was like, cool. Everybody made skinny hot chicks. That's not surprising. So clearly, every now you know if you want to find a really hot chick, go play some Ion. Because apparently, nothing but hot babes play Ion. Clearly, because that's all they want to be in real life. Okay, last last little story. So have you guys heard about this? I feel like I'm J Lo. So you guys are you guys heard about this? You heard about this? Yeah. Okay, so Silicon Knights ordered to destroy unsold copies of two human X Men and X Men Destiny, according to court documents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard about so, this one. So you we all remember that uh Silicon Knights took Epic Games to court for apparently not fulfilling their end of the bargain when they licensed Unreal Engine games. The Unreal Engine to make their games. Yeah. So they lost that quite handedly. And now the court said, you need to destroy all copies of your last big RPGs. Not only that, they're not just... You yeah, well, it was re- unfinished Unreal Engine work is what it really is, right? It's all the Unreal Engine stuff. that there's Yeah, all the Unreal stuff, yeah. Yeah. It's not just that? delete all your RPGs. It's delete all no, your RPGs using the, the, this engine that you're no longer allowed to use. But the, but the most recent RPGs have all been Unreal, right? Yeah. So, yep, yep, you got to recall them and destroy them. All right. Well, I got one for you. You hear about this? You hear about this? So, so, so there's this guy, and he's got a kid, and uh, he hacked the Legend of Zelda: The Wind Waker to make Link a girl because he Good wanted he wanted his daughter to play a game where um the hero a was a yeah, role model, positive uh, female role model. Yeah. So he hex edited a disc image of Wind Waker, swapping he to she, him to her, and plenty of milady instead of my lad and master. Um, so there. But no actual artwork change. No. But, you know, did you play Wind Waker? It could go either Link way. is pretty gender neutral in New <clears throat> Well, yeah, because he's a kid, so you're kind of like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. I and... think it was, yeah. So that's it. That's the story. Oh, there's no follow-up, like Nintendo got mad or anything? Or... No, because the guy didn't distribute. I mean, he just did it on his own, right? So... Well, and then Nintendo came and took his daughter. Yeah, that doesn't stop Nintendo from being mad. I mean, yeah. <laughs> No, it's, I'm surprised they still haven't shut down that Kickstarter to make a new Zelda-inspired thing. Oh, wait, because it's not actually using Zelda characters. Never mind, never mind, never mind. Sorry. Totally worthless. 
Time to end this podcast. <laughs> oh, one last question I got. Since we have an, a Seattleite, a Seattleian, Satamalon, anyway. around here. Yes. Are you gonna go? Are you gonna be going to the Art of Video Games exhibition coming to Seattle in February 2013? Yeah, that sounds like fun. Yeah, Why not? you're not going to that. <laughs> Why? You don't go and look at art. I do for video games. Do you? Okay, yeah, the Art yeah. of Video Games, an exhibition that showcased the 40-year evolution of video games organized by S- S- Smithsonian American Art Museum, will be show- showing at the Seattle's EMP Museum from oh. February 15, 2013 to May 12, That is an ugly building. Oh, yes, it is. Thanks, Frenchy guy. Um, so. All right. What? What are you umming about? Go. Go check oh, out some art. Tell me all about it. it. We were just plugging the fact that you should go outside. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe bring it's not some. Really going outside. You I drive around. Bring a couple of chocolates. <laughs> and you don't come out for two hours. It's not really going outside. All right. Yes, see, man. Give, you know, bring some recreational marijuana. Look at some artwork. Sounds like a good That's day. Right. I can do that. Uh huh. So everyone, we're all going to PAX, right? PAX. Am I right? <laughs> that Kotaku story. I actually had a tweet from one of my good friends. Was that the, like the little exchange where like, hey, packs everyone is? No, no, it's Zitters is one of my friends. If you look, what they... is, I'm sorry. What is the Kotaku story? Oh, Kotaku pulled together a bunch of tweets, people talking about getting high at packs. Oh, okay. I there was a really this. funny exchange with a guy who was just tweeted like in big caps. So everyone, is everyone excited for packs next year? And one of his friends responded, "Packs oh, more than a year smoke away." Pot in Washington now. Yes. All yeah. Right. So it was one guy was like, I'm so excited for PAX. And the answer was, WTF, dude, it's months away. Yeah. And so the first guy replied back in parentheses, um, marijuana is now illegal in Washington state. So the second by, guy tweeted back in all caps, hope to see everyone at PAX. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's all remember one small little problem. They sell out. It's still legal by federal law. So. Um, also, smoking laws cover tobacco and marijuana. Yep, 25 feet from any public entrance, people. There's spots in the building that have... Thanks, Captain yeah. Buzzkill. Inside the building is completely... Literally prohibited. Captain Buzzkill. All right, with that, that's, that's the end of the right. show. You keep Th- your little pot smoking all your regular yeah. smoking out of my buildings. Thanks for, thanks for listening. Post I have your feelings. art to look at. 80 years of video game art to look at. If EMP you have comments industry. about marijuana, please restrict <laughs> them to the Say Anything thread on the forums. That's what that thread is for. Um, at boarded.rpgamer.com. Also, what send your feedback. What games do you like to play? Question of the week. When you're smoking marijuana, what games <laughs> what do you, do you like, like to play? play? <laughs> let us know. That's our question. You can let, submit that at podcast.rpgamer.com or 608-729-4098. Thanks for joining us every week. Thank you, John and Alex and Anna and Michael and Manny. I'm your host, Chris Rivers, here again. This has been RP Gamer, and we will see you next week. Bye, everybody. I voted against Bye it. Now. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.